Intravenous 205 is here to support all Birmingham businesses and entrepreneurs. If you would like your business featured on Intravenous, please give us a call at 205-202-1602 or email us at intravenous205 at gmail.com. All right. Tell me a joke. Okay. Uh, no, 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 don't tell a joke. Because I have a joke first. <laughs> I have a, well, actually, I have a pet termite, and I named him Clint. Ask me, why did I name him Clint? Why? No, ask me, why did you name him Clint? Why did you name him Clint? Because Clint eats wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, surely yours is going to beat that. Tell me a joke. (laughs) Okay. I once went on a date with a girl, okay? So, all right, after the date, we went to my house, and we were sitting on the couch. She got comfortable, and she took her shoes off. This sounds good. I noticed on her right foot, she had three missing toes. I dumped her immediately. You know why? Why? Because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Dude, that's up there. That's top three, dog. That's top three, dog. Oh, that's top three, dog. Ooh, I'm so glad I got mine out the way first. That's top three, dog. That's top three. You, you, you got another one? I do got another. And we are in season three, dog. I'm just tripping. I'm like, what a blessing it has been. What a journey it has been. And how much fun it has been to introduce some of my friends and learn new friends And so I just want to thank you guys for taking this ride with me. Um, Today, I have a young man who um, has the the Facebook on fire right now. You think, uh, what was that dude's name that died? Kevin Samuels. Kevin Sam, you think Kevin Samuels is hot? No, boss, this dude is hot. So, before I introduce, before we introduce, first, Mister Xavier Smith, tell me a joke. Okay. This is actually his second joke. But the first joke was five five, <laughs> so let's see what you got now. But the second joke, okay, I, I, I kind of was going to leave this one off the radio because this might get us canceled. But let me go ahead and tell you it anyway. Okay, <laughs> 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 okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, all right. 
What did the crowd say to the quadriplegic on the dance floor? <laughs> Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> no. You, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Dude, I love your jokes. I love your jokes. They have that that uh, Corey Holcomb-esque type of edge to them. Why are you just shaking your head, bro? <laughs> because I already don't feel good. Y'all ain't finna send me a head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we usually start with me reading the bio, but... I told him at the last minute, didn't have a chance to put it together. So what we're going to do is allow our guest to deliver his own bio off the cusp. So this is what I want you to do, right? I want you to say your name, where you're from, where you grew up. You know, your matriculation through school. Like, tell your story. It's only you can tell it. Okay. All right. My name is Xavier T. Smith. What does T stand for? It stands for my middle name, but y'all don't know you like that to tell it to you. <laughs> All right. All right. Just, yeah, I know you, but not like that. Uh, Xavier T. Smith. Um, I was originally born in Mobile, Alabama, actually. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I, I grew up there. Up until college, I came to now. Where where did you go to elementary school in in Mobile? Oh man, I think you want to know that here in yeah. Birmingham. But yes, I went to elementary school. I went to Westline. That's um yeah, Westline middle school. Middle school, I went to Phillips Preparatory School. All right, okay. and, and I I went to Murphy High School. Now oh, all don't right. don't touch that. My bad. Now um at Murphy, like what'd you do? Like were you the athlete? Were you the you know what? What was your high school deal? Oh, I was that dude in high school. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I was that dude in high school. Yeah, man, I was a, a you know three year letterman. Um, I actually, uh, I I was a let me see, I was a three year letterman, um, all region, uh, region champion. Um, I played uh, defensive lineman there. Uh, I actually was the uh, permanent team captain. Uh, like I said, I have so many awards from high school. Um, I was actually athlete of the year my senior year. And I also did shot put. So that's how I was able to get that. That is cool. Yeah, man. Uh, I did that. Uh, I, I played in the uh, All-Star game in um, in Montgomery, uh, the Crumpton Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's a real thing, too. But it, it was like the, uh, I don't know, it was like the diet version of the uh, Alabama All-Star game. <laughs> but it was good enough. It was no, good enough. It's got, that's it's got some pub that. here in this yeah, state. Yeah, 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 good. So I did that. A lot of people didn't know that. Um, and uh, my thing is, is uh, back then, um, I was a little undersized for the position I played. I was defensive lineman. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, yeah, because uh, right now I'm, I'm smaller, but I lost about after college. I lost about eighty pounds. So a lot of people don't know that. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a defensive lineman. Uh, so uh, actually, you were a pretty big dude at your height and with eighty more pounds on you, bro. Yeah. I mean, you are, like you said, undersized for 
D one well, standards these days. Yeah. But but for high school, you was well. In, so in high school, I was about two. I I, I walked out at about two hundred and sixty pounds. I was the strongest one in my school. I actually uh, cumulative. I had uh, that's a big word. Uh, I had, <laughs> I, I could lift over fourteen hundred pounds total. A lot of people don't know that I was like the weight champion there. So anyway. But I was determined to play D1 football. A lot of people don't know that. So I, I got offers to small schools, but I wanted to play D1. Um, um, I actually, but if I was going to go anywhere that wasn't D1, it was going to be Alabama A&M. But A&M didn't offer me. However, okay. UAB gave me, uh, UAB offered me uh, invited walk-on. So yeah. I actually, um, so I was like, this is my this is my way to be Division One. Um, it, to me, it was like, oh, I can go to Birmingham, a big market, bigger than Mobile. I can stay in the state. Uh, so I actually had an academic scholarship too. But my man, yeah, exactly. But I was like, no, I want to play football. Forget that, that, that academic stuff. I yeah, want to play ball because that's what that's what I was. You like. was eighteen. <laughs> I was eighteen. <laughs> so anyway, I had academic. Walked on. Uh, like I said, walked on at UAB. Uh, Rolled the hell out the bench. Yeah. <laughs> red shirt freshman. Uh, my red shirt. No, my red shirt year. I read the bench. Rolled the bench. Red shirt freshman year. Oh my bad. Sorry for that. Red shirt freshman year. I um actually I went with UAB to the uh their first bowl game in the um uh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Well, the, my teammates know this. Something tragic happened. Um. Yeah. That first week. It was actually the the first day. We all rented mopeds. Mm-hmm. All right. First day I was out there because this was going to be my time to shine because well a lot of people was leaving you know Roddy White that year so yeah. a lot of people was leaving my red shirt freshman year uh, that first day we rode mopeds all right and I had a, I had a good uh, I was I was enjoying it but for some reason I forgot to find out where the brakes were and I oh no yeah I crashed into the curb fell off the moped tore my ACL. before I even got in the game oh no yeah man yeah 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 so anyway. So I rehab for seven months, get my knee restored, got back to walking, got back to running. The next, uh, what was that? I remember the uh, preseason, um, I worked and trained to get on the field. I was determined only for them to not even put me on the travel squad my my junior, my sophomore year. So what ended up happening was I, um, I actually quit my junior year. Uh-huh. And that's when I started living college, right? Partying. Right. But – I was and then my people folks was like, you ever gonna get back? I said, the moment I get back is when they get a new coaching staff. What's his name? Watson Brown ended up getting fired my junior year after that. Now and then I ended up walking back on my senior year and earned my athletic scholarship. My senior year. My man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the very first game I played in was against uh Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I fir- first went in, made a tackle. Man, lived the dream. Uh, at least, or, or should I say lived the nightmare? Because, man, yeah, <laughs> Division right. One football is not fun when you're a 2 and 10 team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I played Division One football. And, now yeah, that's that how I, so cool. that's how I got into Birmingham. And um, I've been here ever since. That is a rich See that? That's a pretty cool story. Now, Fast forward to steel. Oh man, I'm so well. No, don't fast forward. Tell us a little bit between the tackle 
and st- and we meeting it still. Okay, so okay, uh, between the tackle and still. Okay, so uh, I graduated, um, uh-huh. and after that, uh, I was devastated at graduation because I didn't know what the hell to do with my life. Uh, so, but I just thought that you know, if you graduate, they just have jobs lined up for you. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, I thought that, and that wasn't the case. Uh, so I was in the working at a restaurant, especially if you're a black man. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, surely they have all these jobs just lined <laughs> up, ready to go. <laughs> they didn't tell me that part. But uh, so, yeah, uh, so I actually, I forgot, well, kind of rewind, uh, that year I quit, I bartended. And that's how I got to meet a lot of different people. Okay. okay. So I bartended. And then, uh, so after college, I went back to bartending and working at a restaurant. I did that. Um, and in between the midst of that, I ended up meeting my um, my now uh, child's mother and slash ex-wife. Uh, what else did I do um, in the midst of that? Um, I ended up getting a job at Walgreens, um, a manager at Walgreens. That was my first real job. Uh-huh. Uh, and during that time, I also uh, changed religions. I, I got out of the church. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is— Tell uh, me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, Sebastian Cole's fault. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can, goes by. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, back then, uh, <laughs> that does yeah. not surprise yeah, me. Between, right. Yeah, between my my you know my 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 ex wife and yeah, they were doing these uh these scripture studies. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was actually introduced to what's called the Hebrew Israelite faith, and a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that. And I actually studied that heavily. So between that and all those things happening, Hebrew Israelite faith, um, I I'm leaving the church. I discovered this new app called Twitter. <laughs> and and mm. so between my experiences plus me studying new faith and Twitter, I'll just put these whole outlandish things. And on Twitter, I came across a lot of uh great characters in the city. Uh, yeah. Black Birmingham Black <laughs> Twitter is an institution. It is an it, it was the rite of passage, but that was my like ex to me, that was wow. This is the real Birmingham, and there were a few figures that that, that just stood out to me. Uh, you being one of them, uh, Uncle Ava, you the <laughs> one that really just stood out to me because I learned that there were there was so much here, so much potential in the city, and I learned of something uh, on Thursday nights because I worked at. <laughs> well, hold on, before I well, while I was working at Walgreens, I worked overnights. So because I worked overnights, I had to work on the weekends. The only nights that I had off was Thursday and Friday. So on Thursday nights. That was your that, Friday. That was my that was my Saturday, actually. Okay, for, that, was yeah, Saturday. that was my Saturday yeah. for real, for real. Cause Friday was whack here in Birmingham. Yeah. But Thursday nights still ran by Uncle Ava was the hottest night from 2010, 2009, 2009. Yeah. I, from yeah, from nine to two thousand fourteen, man, dude, it, it it was everything to now, me. Now hold hold on, hold your thought because right. I want you to pick up right there. But do you know how we started doing Thursdays? I don't, I don't know how. Well, you kind of hit on it. At that time, there was nothing else going on in Birmingham. Right, 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 right. And when I was in Tuscaloosa. At the university, Thursday was the party night. Mm. So I knew I had, and I was building this young professionals yeah, yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so I was like, all right, I got these people with mindsets. They ready, they raring up to go about Thursday. Man, and man. that's how that's how it kind of grew. 
But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Man, oh man. And and when I tell you Thursday nights, uh, throwback Thursday nights that still was the litest. Man, I, I met so many great uh people uh in, in Birmingham. And like I said, I was so glad that you put it together. Um shout out to B. Brian, Chris Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I missing? Who am I? Chris Shepard, B. Brian, and Colby Mealy, Mealy, and I'm missing somebody. But yeah, oh, uh, C. Dub, C. Dub, yeah. yeah, gotta give a shout out to C. Dub. Yeah, C. Dub, those, those yeah. were my, those were my horses. Those were my partners, and that was a good time. Man, it, man, what a time to be alive, man. And yeah. man, we had a tribe in that thing, man. It was, it was, it was amazing. It yeah. was, it, 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 it meant everything. I, I really feel like, man, it almost, I could say, it almost saved my life, man. <laughs> but it's funny that you say it was um, almost a tribe because we all still fuck with each other. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like a little tribe, we stay in touch man, with each other. Of course. Seems like you were finna say something. Uh, what is still? <laughs> Steel is a uh, former bar um, that was on the corner of First Avenue North and 23rd Street. And I think it was my friend, attorney Kelvin Howard, invited me over there because I worked around the corner at uh, Waldrop Stewart. So we meet over there. He introduces me to Colby. Kobe ends up being like one of my best friends ever, but we built that bar and and a hell of a following and like for I, if I remember correctly, it was for nine years. Mm. It was eight or nine years strong. You know what I'm saying? That we owned Thursday, we owned it. <laughs> it it was so lit. People weren't looking forward to Saturday. Like it, it was like for real, like <laughs> it was, was nothing yeah. going on. Saturday. Like, but Thursdays, folks. I remember folks was coming out of town to come to Steel, and yes, and all the all the other clubs actually mimic Steel. Like they try and, and they tried. I mean, from from Mariana to three thousand. And I to remember, this day when people do stuff, I'm like, we did that. Real talk, like <laughs> we did. And that. I remember, like we used to be like, man, we'll we'll check them out. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but uh, man, let's go to Steel. Like, like it was just, it was just, it, it, and it, and that plus the, the 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 Birmingham Twitter crowd, it was just, yeah. Dude, I, we had, I remember we had people from other cities hating off Birmingham. Like it was, and I'm and I'm a, I want to say, you know, like I'm thankful i'm grateful to you all and 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 i love you all because y'all stuck with us i mean like yeah. we it was like yeah. a, a a family reunion every thursday every, and still yeah, and to this day we check on it's like i'm serious like y'all fed my family like i appreciate y'all i appreciate that support over that time oh yeah Oh yeah, and and it actually motivated me to get in some. Um, I, I threw some parties for a minute, and as a matter of fact, you influenced me greatly. A lot of people don't know you actually, you actually donned me like Godfather Don. <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. like you put me on like look 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 young nephew. I see you doing your thing and everything, <laughs> young nephew. This is what you need to do. If you're gonna throw these parties, this how you do it. You know? <laughs> so go ahead. I, I, I gotta say, y'all bear with me. Bear with me. I gotta say, 
when I ever start calling you nephew, you start getting phone calls. <laughs> you start getting connections. You start getting offers from people you see on TV. Yeah. When he started calling me nephew, I know how you felt because I know how I felt. And I know my phone started ringing and I'm like, I've made it. <laughs> Whatever. It was it was the dawn blessing. Like it was just man. He, he man. And, and I will say this, and a lot of people don't know this because I, I I did. I threw I threw parties for a few. Really trying to get that steel feel back. And uh and I did a few things, but I'll tell you this, because of what you taught me, um, I've I've thrown and I throw several parties. I never lost money throwing parties. That's what's From the time I started, time I never lost money throwing parties, and I and I know some, it was some heavy hitters, and they yeah. like, oh, that's part of. I, said, I never lost money. Never like, like, lost it. You, you told me the formula, that, and I, I used it, and I, I never lost. I never lost a dime. It was it was one point in time when I started my business. That I was, makes me feel good. That, that, for, real, real talk, I was not making money in my business. A lot of people have told you know in my bio. I forgot, oh, by the way, I, I own an insurance company, but mm. never, never mind that. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We'll to come it. back to that. No, but. But during that time frame, when I was learning a bit, I wasn't making money from my business, but I was able to sustain myself and pay my bills off of the strength that I knew how to throw parties. Because Iva told me he, he put he, he got me on his wing, and and through that connection, I made it work. You Man. know what I'm saying? And it helped. It really actually helped catapult my business. A lot of people don't know that. So Man, well, um, I'm humbled and. I still stay, I still stand for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if you need anything, like all of all of my people, I have learned uh, this network of mine ain't for me, it's for all of you. You right. know, and that's another reason I'm bringing all of you forward because I want people to meet you, see you, and see what I see. And I'm going to tell you, since... Then I've told you, you got it. You have that thing. You have that thing that is different from other people. And people are going to try to pull at you. They're going to try to tear you down. They're going to try to uh, bend your focus. Don't let them do that. You got to believe in you friend of mine, Shadaria Allison, um, earlier, she responded to a Facebook post of mine. And I was like, I just thought of you last week. I love you. I miss you. Happy New Year. And she responded and she said, I have a word for you. And um, it's chase your big dream. I really believe that she gave me that word for you. This podcast is being brought to you by Matt Mail Advertising. Founded by a father and son team, Lindsey McAdory Jr. and Sr., Matt Mail has helped small businesses, political candidates, and nonprofits reach their target audience for over 10 years. Visit mattmailadvertising.com to learn more. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Um, starting now, don't procrastinate. Mm. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mm, superpower. 
I I guess I would say I don't know, time travel. Hmm. iPhone or Android? Android by default. <laughs> I don't know what's so special about the iPhone. I, it's it's too expensive for me. It just I, it, it it scares me away with the price, and they come with like every year like two new features for extra three thousand dollars. So it's like nah, so Android it is. <laughs> All right, Tupac or Biggie? <sighs> Depends. Okay. All right. Uh, are we are we talking uh, who's the best lyricist, or are we talking about who is um, most meaningful? Both. Ooh, if it's a uh, best lyricist, I'd say uh, Biggie. Most meaningful, I'd say Tupac. Okay. Michael Jackson or Prince? Okay. <laughs> All right. This is a, a tough one, but I got to say Michael Jackson, only because my friend, Narado Moore, you know Narado for short, he had hey, a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's your other W. Uh, he made a valid point. He said uh, uh, Michael Jackson uh, had more hits as a kid than Prince did his whole career. Mm. And I'm like, I couldn't argue that. Yeah, it's hard to argue. <laughs> he had more hits in middle school before, but, but Prince – Prince has some songs that just hit harder for me. So, but I would have to say Michael Jackson for that reason. Alabama or Auburn? It's like, all right, I want to say both. I know that I know because I went to UAB, but uh, I would say Bama because I love Nick Saban. Okay. State or AM? AM. Okay. What's your favorite sport? My favorite sport? Professional sport. Um, all right. Does wrestling count? Absolutely. Okay. Growing up, I I, I, like, I played football because yeah. I was kind of like made to play football. But growing up, I, I love WWE. Like a lot of people don't know that. I, Man. I should have been. I really should have been a wrestler. I used to love the WWE. Yeah. I would watch WWE, WCW, WWW. Yeah, Ooh, I finally got somebody I can ask this question to. Okay. What's your favorite pair of Jordans? None. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've never owned a pair of Jordans. No, I was no, no, just I saying from an age perspective, I was like, maybe he'll, because, you know, some people be like, oh, the 13 retros. and uh, I take it back. Only own one pair of Jordans, and I think it's the only one that didn't have a number attached to it. I only, <laughs> I only got it because it was on sale. I, I've, I've, but other than that, I, I never bought Jordans. Gotcha. Okay. What's your favorite season? Uh, like, like, you mean like, like weather. four seasons? Weather. Um, it's a tie between uh, spring and fall because you don't have to turn no, on. You have to answer. Have I have to, to answer. Oh, man. Um, I would say uh, fall. All right. Do you cook? I have to. What's your favorite meal to prepare? Hmm. Uh, my favorite, I would say uh, just vegan stir fry. Hmm. What's your favorite color? Um, I say uh, black. Black. I don't. I don't know that that's a color. We gonna let that slide. Okay. All right. All right. Then my second favorite would be uh, man. 
Man, that's hard. Um, I would say gray. Be my my. my. <laughs> <laughs> you just go be difficult. <laughs> it's I, all good. You 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 like that that black. I mean that's that's all good. Every, every all my answers are neutral though. If you think about it, pretty much all of my answers are neutral. I'm, I'm pretty much a neutral person. Interesting. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Um, I would have to say Regents Park because I don't know Rickwood Field. <laughs> I know. I'm still. It's funny. I've been in Birmingham for 20 years and I'm still learning it. So <laughs> that's why when we started and then we stopped and had to start over the second part. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what makes you so Birmingham. That, that's what I took out because I was like, yeah, you know, I ain't gonna do that to you. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Mm, depends on what type of date I have. Mm. If 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 she's classy botanical gardens, if she ratchet railroad park. Interesting that you thought you went to date. I, I, that's cool. Um, protective stadium or legacy arena? Ooh, only because it's, it's new. I'd say protective stadium. Okay, crossplex or Legion Field. You know, I've not been to the Crossplex much. So, I, so Legion Field, because of classic. All right. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne, only because the zoo is depressing. <laughs> it's, it's like How a, is the zoo depressing? It's like it's like a it's like a prison for animals. <laughs> it's an animal prison. Like don't, animals look so sad. Like, <laughs> like can we just take them back to the to the to the safari where they belong? Like, <laughs> put, put them back in Africa, please. Yeah, that's a that's a you know, as is the case with so many things. That is a tough one because you're like, okay, you understand. The need for, um, you know, study of animals and preservation yeah. and conservancy and all of that. But no, let let the animals. You know, I like those concepts where you let the animal, like you're on a safari and you the one in the in the bus, right, right, and you right, driving right. around, but they're free to do what they want to do, right. Like I, I kind of yeah, yeah, did yeah. that a little more than caging. You know, Cajun them, right? right. And, and, and you know, and, and at UAB, the, uh, it's an African American studies class I took, and she pointed out to me, she said, if you think about it, the zoo is what happened to the black community. And I was like, whoa, if, huh? if you really think about it, like, okay. if you think about slavery, you, we got taken, you know, from, from Africa, taken from wherever, we, you know, from wherever. They brought us here and pretty much tried to domesticate us or, or civilize us. And it's like, and I was like, dang, when you really think about it, and, and, and they try to, Pretend like the zoo is a better habitat for the animals when it's really not. So it's no telling what would have been a better habitat. For, well, I'm gonna say for us or now environment. Let me, now let me throw this perspective at you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> that offended me. Okay. Because not you. Her comment, as and and as innocent as you took it, as you should. Me, I'm like, those animals get treated way better than we did. Ooh. So it's almost like she's lightening it. You know what mm. I'm saying? There is nothing like slavery. Right, right, right. And right, so right, I just, right, right. I just, you know, that made me, okay, hold not, on. Not, but you I'm glad I'm you gave me that perspective. I'm like, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah we right. love on them. We feed them. We, you know what I'm saying? They 
have some. They are not tortured. Mm. Mm. They're not mm. tortured. And I shouldn't have. Maybe I shouldn't have compared it to slavery. No, I did. you didn't. She did. But mm. I'm. But it's innocent. But I just. I just wanted to open your mind and show you. You know, some people can see that as a insult. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, uh, if if you were to take slavery out of, because you're right, nothing can compare to slavery. But the way we've had to simulate in America is what I mean. You know, like the way we had to, you know, be here versus we where ain't made the tiger act different than the tiger. We didn't tell. We didn't say, tell the tiger your name is lion now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> bro. It's just I I feel where you're coming from, and uh, there's yeah. some truth in it. But you you, it would be the same. And I you know I hope I don't get the anti-Semitic thing, but it would be the same if someone were to downplay the Holocaust. Mm. To a Jewish person, don't right. do that. Don't right, right. don't try to to compare my experience to nothing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you don't, if you don't, if it ain't in your DNA, that's all I'm saying. And and, and the way you are about, you know, like how how uh, I guess uh, Jewish people are about the how that's how we should be about slavery. We we should be that adamant about it. We should it. be that. We we should. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. That's we should be, and I and I appreciate your response because of that. That's exactly how we should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be a joke. It shouldn't be. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a joke. It should be real. Don't even don't even speak on it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like don't speak on it unless you are sure, right? That 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 comment is gonna stand the test of time. Fair you enough. Know, so no, no, hard. fair enough. And I'm, and I'm glad that you got on to me about that because I've no, been saying that for – Well, well I'm, I'm glad that you cleared that up because yeah. I've been saying for you. I said until we take our situation seriously, no one else will take it seriously. Correct. And, and we're going to stay behind, you Correct. know, because every other group, if you look at, they fought for what they have. And us, we, we as a group, we don't. I mean, you know, the, the other group that I think don't play the radio – are the gays. Right, right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Like, we talk, we, I'm not even going there. I'm, <laughs> we, we can save it for another day, but yeah, I'm just we saying, Yeah, we are definitely going to save it for another day. But all I'm saying is there are so many communities, and um, when I say communities, I'm not just talking race. I'm talking religion. I'm talking sexuality, the whole nine yards. Right, right, right. Everybody protects their little uh, territory. And 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 the words you use, and you know that's that's anti-Semitic, or that's um, I forgot what the word is when you say it's oh it's homophobic, homophobic, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, right. They 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 get on you quick, man. You can say anything to and about us, we, right? You know what I'm saying? It's that's real. So yeah, back to the questions. We're learning <laughs> you. Um, Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Uh, Vulcan Park. All right. And finally, Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Civil Rights Institute. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Is it all an act? 
what you post, your 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 perspective, um, you know, the things you think and say, is it real? Or is it, eh, you know, I'm I'm just pushing the envelope a little bit. I would say that uh, it's a little bit of both. It's a satire. Like I would say, it's 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 a satire. It's it's really tongue in cheek. But I feel like uh, I have to word things the way that I do to for us to have the conversations that we need to have. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a bit extreme, or it's exaggerated. If that makes sense, so I, I'd say mm-hmm. it's elements of truth, but it's it's like I don't know seventy percent, thirty percent truth. But it's it's if I had to if I had to do anything about that. So. Hmm. Could I offer a friendly amendment? Go ahead. I think it's seventy to eighty percent truth, mm. but your delivery can sometimes be. Satire, and sometimes it can be like I've. Where I'm going with this is I'm trying to I'm trying to get to. Have you ever? Is it anything that you say or you post on a regular basis that you don't believe in? <laughs> that you know what I'm saying. Like, is anything there that you don't believe in, or is that all you? Um. All right. What I don't believe in, and this is gonna sound crazy. Uh, when I post about heaven and hell. I do not believe in heaven and hell. I, and I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the concepts of heaven and hell. So if I say you're, you know, we're going to hell, I don't believe that. Uh, because I feel like heaven and hell is a state of being. Like you're either like living in hell or you're living in heaven. I think that heaven or hell can be on earth. So, so if I say that, that's me. And I'm not to make light of anyone's religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. That, 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 yeah, but I, I do believe in God or creator or whatever, but I don't believe in heaven or hell. Uh, if it comes to uh, like relationships, which is like most of my material, it's really more so, like I say, sarcasm. Um, yeah, but you be serious. No, back, <laughs> back, back, back up, back up to the religious thing, because you know most people want to avoid it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out here on this limb until it breaks. Okay. I don't believe in hell. Okay. Don't know that I believe in heaven, but I definitely don't believe in hell, because. Unfortunately, I'm not Sebastian, so I can't um, remember specific dates and specific, <laughs> you know, um, uh, um, what am I, um, what am I trying to say? Civilizations, like, yeah. but in my studies, I learned the civilization that created hell. Like it didn't exist, right, 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 until like the Romans or whatever or whomever conquered them and adopted it as part of their religion as a way to scare the people. Dante's Inferno is that what was that? I know the concept came from Dante's Inferno. Correct. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. The, the thing I'm saying here is that all right, if my people, and I'm talking DNA here, mm-hmm. right. If my people did not believe in a hell until zero A.D., 
and then all of a sudden it's a hell, and I'm supposed to believe all wholehearted in it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 so yeah. no, I don't. I don't quite believe in a hell, but um, that still that changes nothing for me. Right. My my behavior, my value system, what I do, how I behave. <clears throat> Does not change because oh, ain't no hell. Oh, it's on then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I have a moral compass, right? That, and I believe in karma. Yeah, I, I I believe you know what you put out will come back. You know, you reap what you sow. I yeah. do believe in that. So yeah. and that, and I think that attributes to your heaven or hell on earth, in my opinion. So that's so I do believe in that. So yeah. so I'm not going living living running wild like Hulkamania. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. All right now. Moving on to the second part of what you said, as far as relationships are concerned. Now, what, first of all, let me say this. As we move forward in 2023, um, Xavier and I have been talking about a relationship advice concept as a part of the podcast. And hopefully, it can grow and blow up and make my man a multimillionaire because I do believe in you. Um, so we, we've said that we're going to start talking about little things like that. The name of our chats is relationship advice, but sometimes we might be talking about religion like we yeah, just did. Exactly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or whatever the case may be. But, of course, <laughs> it all goes back to your page and that <laughs> fire relationship advice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I, I should have prepared you for this. Um, but off the cuff, one piece of relationship advice. Give us one nugget from your uh, from your mind, from your wisdom, one piece of, of, of relationship advice that you can give to black men, right? I want you to give the brothers a piece of relationship advice that they can take with them from you, the guru. <laughs> For black men? For black men. Okay. Yeah. I, I was give gonna, them a, give uh, them. Yeah, man. Uh, now, let me tell you this. So that everybody gets it. Okay. My podcast is for black men. If anybody else is interested, if anybody else is entertained, if anybody else finds, you know, whatever interest, awesome. But my goal, my outreach, my ministry is to black men. Our humor mm -hmm. is different. You know what I'm saying? Our outlook is different. Our um the, the the challenges of life are different. So we talking to the brothers when we here. We unapologetic. Okay. Um I I'm not I'm not with the Kevin Samuels type bashing, you know what I'm saying? But um but this message is is for the brothers. Okay. So give us a nugget. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> for the brothers. Yeah. Do what works for you. Fuck they feelings. Now that's what I'm talking about. Please explain. Please expound. <laughs> please, please. What does that mean? Break it down. When you say fuck they feelings, what does that mean? You know? Uh, well, I was going to say fuck their opinions, but fuck their feelings. It's, I think that we do things, uh, like you say, that moral compass are. are I think we 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 uh navigate based off of other people's feelings mm. instead of our own. And uh, the thing is is man, whatever your situation is, uh you can't compare it to everybody else. Uh, especially with your woman. Uh you know, when you're with your woman, she's gonna be comparing you to everybody else. And and hers is heavily influenced off of the world. And you can't go by how, how she feels. You gotta go what what works, what you see. What's best for you? Or what's best for y'all? Mm-hmm. What's best for you is going to be what's best for her because she's following your lead. Uh, so, yeah, man, don't worry about the world. And if you're, because cause your girl going to put that pressure on you, yeah, everybody else doing this. How this going to look? You know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Man, forget that. Do what work for your kingdom, man. <laughs> that, that's your kingdom. <laughs> so do it like that. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> What, am I wrong? Did, did, I, did I say something wrong? No. I'm over here reading Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you, man. First of all, like, now this, you know, this is kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Right? This is a little unscripted. This is just our little first run at it, first play at it, if you will. Do I understand that perspective? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with that um, perception and that perspective? Absolutely. Do I think it applies to everyone? That is where I disagree. Okay. Because, and you actually said it earlier, this is kind of how I think, and that is everybody's experience is different. Mm-hmm. I, you can't compare your relationship. Let's say I met a female today and you met a female today. Mm-hmm. Right? Our our pasts, our life experiences, and our interactions with this person are going to be completely different, regardless of how much we have in common. And I think that um, when it comes to a young 18, 19, 20-year-old, they don't know who they are yet. Mm. They're still growing. So young people actually have the beautiful opportunity to grow up with their significant other. That's true. And and, and, you know what I'm saying? That relationship goes from literally childhood to to a full-grown adult. So when you look at telling, if if you were to tell a brother, you know, don't change, he 20 years old, he been living off of, you know, looking at his uncles and the niggas on the street, Mm 
Mm. I can't say that I don't want that brother to change. He needs to change. He needs to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Understand what it means to be in a household and in love. And you know what I'm saying? Right, Though, right. So I think a lot of times age okay. is actually the. And let me add to you. I, yeah. I'm not saying don't change. What I said was do what works for you. Mm, clarity. If if what you're doing is what your 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 uncles and them was doing and that shit ain't working for you, then you need to change. So you're saying if you emulating yeah. your toxic uncles. Exactly. But it's working for you, then emulate your toxic uncles. But it probably ain't working. For <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, that, that's what that's what it sounded <laughs> like you said to like, me. But it probably is not working for you, bro. If you no, if you or if it's working, I think it's a temporary thing. It, it, <laughs> it can't be. It can't it's be temporary a coincidence. Work. Yeah, it, it, it can't be. It can't be temp hold service on. work. Go ahead. Hold on. Now say what you just said. Well, first of all, go ahead. That's exactly what he said, but not what he meant. And I like how you just took and turned that on his head. (laughs) (laughs) No, because here's my thing with relationships, right? We're talking about what we're trying to say to black men. Yeah. I feel like, just to add my two cents with my congested self, I feel like what happens a lot of the times is we get punished as black men for expressing ourselves. I saw something today I wanted to share with y'all. Men are told to be vulnerable. We're told to open up a little bit more, and that will aid us, uh, you know, in intimate relationships, but in relationships with friends and children and so forth. But a lot of times it's aimed towards um, an intimate relationship. And uh, this 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 uh, psychologist was giving a TED Talk, and she said, the guy approached her, and he said, so what advice do you have for men? And she said, I don't study men. And he said, well, that's fucking convenient. (laughs) And she said, well, what do you mean? And he said, my wife and my three daughters, I don't have any sons, would rather see me die on my white horse as a white knight than to share my feelings with them. And that really stuck with me because I feel like, again, you tell men to be vulnerable and so forth. And you try to do that. And that's when we get punched. When we told suck it up, right? Stop crying. I want to hear you, but put some bass in your voice. And as black men, we catch the worst of that sometimes. I'm gonna let y'all discuss before I fully lose my voice. Yeah, don't talk no more. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's complete, utter bullshit. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I. I, I it's a, it sounds like you get set up. Like you, you say, you're, you're, you're like they tell you to be vulnerable, then you get gut punched. Uh, it's, it's almost like it's, it's a setup. That's, but go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. You, uh, was that, you, are you done with I'm, your I'm done. I, that, that stuff got me when he said that. Yeah. But but elaborate. Why why is that? Why is that bullshit? Because I could be wrong. Well, here you again, ain't. every everybody has their opinion. But here again. That may be applicable to you in your circumstance and in your life. It may be applicable to two of the three of us in this room and applicable to your lives. It it has nothing for me. Mm. 
I am the ultimate motherfucking alpha male. Ultimate. And by that, I'm saying that I can be vulnerable. I can be emotional. And I can be soft. You still can't take me down. You still, I can sit here with tears in my eyes. I have, and it has not compromised my masculinity to anybody. So that's why I'm saying that circumstances, yes, there are people, there are individuals, and there are age groups who may do what you're saying. I'm not sitting here saying I ain't seen it. I haven't, I'm not saying I haven't heard it, but what I am saying is I'm a black male that don't apply to me. So don't say this is for all black men. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Let me, let me add this. Sure. You're a part of a small group. So out of, let's say out of 10 males, you, that you're probably 10%. Cause my thing is this, you're the one that can make it out of it, but to the other 90%, you, they're training them. You say you're the ultimate alpha, but you're training the society of men to be beta. And the thing is, the ones who can't stand on their own that is not strong, they're going to be influenced to be that way. So what I'm just saying is, yeah, you might be a smarter that small part of that small portion that ain't that doesn't apply to, but the majority of them are falling victim, and they out here trying to lead these women. I want to thank one of my nephews for joining us. Xavier T. I don't know him like that, Smith. <laughs> T. <-I. laughs> and I hope you enjoy a little taste of what you'll see and hear from him in the future. I want to thank you all for listening and for joining us in season three. I want to thank Creed 63, R360News, and UrbanHam.com. And you. God bless. Hello, good people. This is Russ McClinton from UrbanHam.com, your place online for the best in people to know, places to go, and things to do. Also, make sure you visit us at UrbanHam.com to get your latest in UrbanHam merch. And don't forget, you can get all the episodes of Intravenous 205 right here with Iva on UrbanHam.com.